The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Mictors, and by Heaven Hill Brands. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Fred Minnick Show. Fred here. Got a great show for you. If you're like me, you've been playing fantasy football for some time. I'm in the middle of, like, I think five different leagues. I've got a draft that starts tomorrow. Um, that's my family, my family fantasy football league. I've got a draft I've been in since, gosh, before I even went to Iraq. I actually played in this league uh, while I was in Iraq, and I damn near won it while I was over there. Dang it. I think uh, I think it was Priest Holmes, Priest Holmes who beat me in the in the finals uh the guy who had the running back for that anyway i've got that i've got that draft on uh tuesday and then i've got a draft on thursday with uh the my guest this week and uh steve zabin from um the zabe cast and of course all kinds of sports media but my guest this week is none other than fantasy guru and longtime uh fantasy uh, football icon paul charchian of course you know him in uh, Minnesota, uh, he's been a guest of the show before. He's a big bourbon fan. He's the one who did the uh, blind bourbon tasting in uh, a couple of years ago and picked Walk. They they picked Walcott Walcott as their uh, as their best one. And I wrote an article about that for uh, for Forbes, and that went uh, you know that went a little went a little viral because uh, it was so so different. But this week, we're going to talk about what players you should keep an eye on for your fantasy draft. Uh, Charch has a, a free, he has a free sheet, like a cheat sheet that you can use. Of course, he's been doing this a long time. He also donated his, his, uh, his expertise for, uh, the Kentucky Bourbon Benefit in that raise, I think, two, a couple thousand dollars for someone to, for let him to be like a co-manager of someone's team. But there's one or two like picks he has in here in his like top twenty that I'm really curious about. Specifically, he has Jalen Hurts, the quarterback out of Philadelphia, as the number two quarterback. Uh, he's got Joe Mixon as the number two running back, and uh, he's got Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup, uh, which that really shocked me. And he's got the Bills as the top defense and the Commanders. Uh, way down that list. And I was kind of like, you know what? I kind of thought the commanders, formerly the Redskins, would be you know, kind of a sneaky, sneaky long shot of a defense. But you're going to learn a lot more about fantasy football. And Charch is also doing a blind tasting. He's doing a blind tasting. I will reveal those to him during the episode. But because I am actually recording this Live. This is like a taped live version. Uh, I don't want to read those over the air because I don't want Charge to hear them. So he's actually hearing this right now. So that's going to do it for this little intro. Get ready for some Paul Charchian, folks. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. 
Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink. Response. A stamp of authenticity, a commitment to quality, and a guarantee of transparency. On March 3rd, 1897, the Bottled and Bond Act was signed into law and an important part of whiskey-making history was born. Now, 125 years later, it's a tradition that Heaven Hill Distillery is proud to preserve. From simple pleasures like Evan Williams Bottled and Bond and Mellow Corn to more rare finds like Old Fitzgerald Bottled and Bond, and Henry McKenna Single Barrel. Learn why Heaven Hill Distillery is the number one producer of Bottled and Bonds. Explore the history and requirements at bottledandbond.heavenhilldistillery.com. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cheers. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to Michter's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. Transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. 
Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. It all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves to become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Divine Show, who ya? All right, and joining the Fred Minnick Show is the great Paul Charchin. Charch, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I'm just disappointed I'm not in studio with you this year like I was last year. We had yeah. we had an epic event. I think the final tasting number was 14. I think we tried yeah. 14 different bottles. Yeah, that and that, that was your first time to taste Pappy, right? It was and remains my only time to taste Pappy. Oh, and it's probably wow. gonna, they may stick that way until next summer when I invite myself over. Well, yes. and, and Charch, you you are my show's uh, first uh, three Pete. So you're the you're my <gasps> first guest to be on three times. Yes, yes. No. Take that, Indomitian Sue. Yeah. Take that, Manning <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> yeah, Indomitian Sue would be up for it, but I didn't. I, I didn't want to reach out to him this year. You know, I didn't want him to like blame me for the the collapse in the playoffs. So. Well, yeah. that could be. You know, I he might be available right now. If memory serves, I don't think. I don't think he's on a team right now. Oh, so, really? I I, yeah. I, thought, I thought he re-signed with Tampa Bay for like one year. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. I believe he is. I'm going to go free agent right now, and I think that means he's available. I think okay. you should get him on the show. Mm, Trying right. to raise, well, raise his well, profile we, we a know, little bit. We know he likes the bourbon. He he owns a piece of a bourbon brand, um, so he's a, he's an investor in a couple of them. So, uh, good investment, by the way. Nice way yeah. to go. That's that's not bad. Have enough money to spread it out among multiple <laughs> distilleries. Good for him. I know. Yeah, he's he's smart like that. But so today, uh, today is going to be a little different for me in terms of the format. Um, I've changed it up a little bit since I last had you on, and I'm having I'm having to change it up for this episode out of necessity. <laughs> Because um, you have you have six blind flights with you. Uh, I do. A, delivered all- in, by the way, and I should mention this. Yeah. Delivered in this beautiful uh, Fred Minnick keepsake box right yeah. here. Get wow. I mean, that, I, uh, put your, put nice. your screws in for when you're doing your electrical work, you know, something like that. <laughs> uh, right. But uh, so you've got – you've got six tasers there, and – I unfortunately know what they are. I usually don't know what they are, but I had to pour them uh, this go around because uh-huh. I was, you know, I'm in between assistants right now, and and it's really difficult to blindly pour something. And, <laughs> and, uh, it can't be done. It's it's tough, right? Now, so what I want to know is how how do you keep driving away your assistants? I mean, what what is the dark side of Fred Minnick that makes it well, so that your assistants do not want to work with you. You got to clean the spit bucket. I mean, that's the that's where. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that bad, actually. Uh, Allison got a gig at the uh, Kentucky Distillers Association, so that's like going that's to pretty good. That, yeah, that's like going to the Yankees in the in my world. I'm like I'm I'm minor leagues. So <laughs> she got, now she, she won't return your calls. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, you know, I, I've got I've got someone who helps me, but he just couldn't he just couldn't get over to uh, to do the pouring for you, and I and I had to get it to you before I started traveling. So I was just like, 
you know, I'll tell you how we'll do it this time is like you've been you your season, man. You've got your own blind tasting thing that you do. So. Yeah, whiskey weekend, middle of uh, middle of February, central Minnesota, snow, tundra everywhere. Ten guys, ten bottles of whiskey that have never made the trip in the past. Where this will be year fifteen coming this February, wow. and so we'll be one hundred and fifty bottles deep into this, and it is it is the highlight of my entire year. And and no phones, right? You like you all like cut out communication. Well, okay. There are phones there, but there's sort of the unwritten rule, which is don't spend the whole time on your phone. I mean, just right. this is your chance to get away, like unplug. No women. It's all guys. Just you know, this is your chance to set all that stuff aside, and people are very good about it. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, I haven't had a guys weekend like that in a while. Ever, you know, and usually when I'm around whiskey, it's technically work. So <laughs> that's right. You know, it's technically <laughs> work for me. You can write that off. It's yes. all, it's all write off. My, my whole life's a write off, but, um, <laughs> so how it'll work uh, today, you will go through the tasting. Um, mm-hmm. you're going to rank them, but if you call me in and say, I need your help with glass a, I need your help with glass B or, or whatever it is. I, I have the bottles with me. And I, if you can't see me reaching that right there, can you see I my can. hand in the frame? Nope. Then, then I can distinctly pour from the bottle, oh, and and I'll be able to taste it with you. But I need you. It's kind of like I'll need you to call me in, like a like a rules assessment. I don't know. Like I, I don't have the equipment. There. But well, but you, you'll be tasting you know. it with me, though, right? I mean, you'll just you'll know what it is. But when I'm drinking mystery bottle A, okay. I assume you'll be having some of bottle A as well. All right, right? so you want me to taste along with you? Uh, okay, Heck I'll yeah, do that. yeah, right. absolutely. Then, Please. then it, I won't, I won't use any of my. I won't call. I'll try not to call out any tasting notes to influence you. All right, How's deal. That? Right, yeah, I'll, right, I'll go first, and then you can tell me all the things that I totally missed on. And like, okay, you know, what we didn't get tobacco out of this? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yes, you're seasoned <laughs> enough, though. You you got this down. But hey, well, what I remember from last summer is how impressionable I, I am because I can sit. You're so good at this that you tell me there's a flavor in it, and I go, my brain goes, oh, of course, Fred said <laughs> yes, that must be right. I am getting coconut now that you mention it. Uh, speaking of coconut, you've got you got one of the little uh, tricks up my you know that I use to keep from you know having a hangover the next day when you do these, uh, and that's the coconut water. It is. That was such a great idea. When we did our 14 bottle tasting, you made me finish off all of this coconut water. And you're like, finish it all, drink it all, get to the bottom. And I did. And I felt great. That was, I've never, that's easily the most I've drank without feeling any side effects the next day. That was a great tip. You you don't, you don't do this for 16 years without learning a few (laughs) tricks of the trade. The guy from, uh, the guy from Sam Adams beer, Says he used to he drink he'll like eat a pack of uh, a pack of yeast before what? he goes drinking, which I don't oh. think that that wouldn't work uh, with uh, with whiskey. Uh, but whoa. yeah, that's a little that's a little much. Yeah, it's like one of those bakers packs. You just yeah. like pour it in your mouth. He what just is wrong with yeah. him? Mm-hmm. Well, he oh. keeps keeps him from getting hammered. He says, "Okay, but, uh, I'll, but, look, I'll get hammered. Thanks." <laughs> but that's how we'll do the tasting. But in terms of like, I wanted to talk about guillotine leagues because you know we're coming back to it. Uh, we got a draft this Thursday. I think it's Thursday uh, with the Zabe's uh, you know whiskey league that the three of us kind of 
created like just on a text thread a long time ago. And uh, I'm just, I'm so excited about it. You know, it's where, you know, he organizes, brings all his people in and we all have an entry of a bottle of whiskey and, and we go, we, and but it's on guillotineleagues.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the, uh, you can see the URL under Charge's name. It's also in the description for both the podcast and on YouTube. But I love Guillotine Leagues. I love it. Oh, it's absolutely awesome, man. The premise is pretty unique. We start with 18 teams because there's 18 weeks in the season. There's no head-to-head play. At the end of each week, the low-scoring team gets cut from the league and their entire roster goes to the waiver wire where the rest of us, it's just pandemonium as we bid on the players that just hit the waiver wire because you get a whole draft's worth of players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after week one, it could be Dalvin Cook and Tyreek Hill and Leonard Fournette and DK Metcalf and Josh Jacobs and Tom Brady are all the waiver wire. It's like never happens in fantasy football. Right. And so now you, the, the strategy comes in with, when to spend your free agent budget throughout the course of the year. Hold it too long and you get chopped while you're holding 900 of your thousand. If mm-hmm. you spend it all too soon, it gets to the midseason, you don't have any money left. So yeah. that's the part of the beauty and the strategy of the Guillotine League. In our variation, Fred, the winner gets a bottle from the 17 other people. So you get to pull in. 17 bottles of whiskey and you know what it's winning money's great but it's not the same as when 17 bottles of whiskey show yeah. up at your door that's it, a trophy in the in the with there i think the stipulations are it has to be you know a really a pretty decent bottle but the guy the guy who won it last year doesn't even like bourbon even though we've tried to get him to like it it's like uh uh zabe's producer and yes, josh and they kicked him out <laughs> <laughs> they kicked we're gonna out of send the you 17 bottles of whiskey and you're not even gonna drink it you're out yeah. we don't and, care that you're the champion and i my entry was a was a michter's 10 year old oh. and it was in in big mike and jeff was like man don't send him that he, t- he doesn't no. deserve it totally lost on him yeah. you gave me one of those bottles uh when i was there last summer and I've been, I'm down to like one third on it. I've just been, I've been, I don't let myself drink nearly all that I want from it. That is an amazing bottle. So it's good. a good pour. Yeah, it is. Makers well, is, is, is great. In general. They're a great, they're a great band brand. I said band, uh, brand, but, uh, I I'm all about sharing. That's what whiskey's all, all about. And, and, you know, I kind of feel like fantasy football is like the, is, is a lot like whiskey. Like there's camaraderie there. But the yeah. difference between whiskey and fantasy football, there's a lot of shit talking. In, in <laughs> uh, and uh, there's been so many crazy bets over the years in fantasy football. I was curious is is there one that comes to mind as like the oh yeah the yeah. biggest the biggest loser bet? So a lot of leagues have now got loser penalties. If you finish last, you you get there's some penalty involved and. There's been some some outlandish ones. For example, I'll give you three. Number one, and maybe the worst of the three, the loser has to get the tattoo of choice that the winner gives you. So, Fred, that means I could say, um, I want you to put Kim Kardashian on your leg. 
Mm. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bad loser penalty. I'll give you another one. I know a league in Washington where the winner gets to send the loser to the geographical location of his or her choice on Super Bowl Day. So they they you have to spend, if you're the loser, you have to spend your Super Bowl wherever they send you. So they've sent people to International Falls, Minnesota, which is the northernmost point in the continental U.S. They've sent people to Devil's Tower, where you are assured to have no no TV, no nothing else. So they send people all over the way, and you got to go at your own expense to get there. I love that one. And then there's this one, another loser penalty that I love. You're familiar with open mic nights at comedy places. Right, right. The league gets to write your comedy routine, which you have to read cold first time at open mic night. Oh, my God. That's bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's bad. You can only imagine. I think the I think the other two I could handle, but I wouldn't want my crew giving you know writing down open mic night for me. No, that I mean, at bad. that point you're you're begging for dad jokes because that's mm-hmm. the best possible thing that could come out of that. I think. So I am looking at the the charts uh, free uh, cheat sheet. Uh, you can go to guillotineleagues.com to to get it. Um, what you know. I, I got to say, you know, everyone, all these fantasy experts out there, uh, they all seem to kind of like follow paths. And what I mm-hmm. love about you is it's like you, you have you have your typical A-listers, but you will have someone that no one is in is anticipate anticipating. And um, like like last year, last year, you told me like when I was going through my draft, you told me to get the two Dallas when or the two Denver uh, running backs. It was um, yeah. and, Melvin and, Gordon, Javante Williams. Yeah. yeah, that's who it was. And, and it was like, that was the only one of the only positive things about my team. last year <laughs> Because I was like, uh, uh, I, and it was like, you had them ranked so closely together and like no one else did. I don't know if it's because they're on the same team, but one thing that stuck out to me is you have Jalen hurts as your number two quarterback. I, do. I mean, over uh over burrow over herbert over mahomes over mahomes so man yeah so first one of the advantages of having your own cheat sheet is i i don't have to answer to anybody i don't have to group think it right so mm-hmm. um back in previous parts of my career where i had a writing staff of you know eight ten twelve people you know, you pour everybody's rankings together, and by the time you got done, it it, it really filters out to being just the same as everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I have the luxury of just putting together the cheat sheet that I want. That's just my opinion. And so mm-hmm. if I want Jalen Hurts, too, I can do it. I'm like, okay, he's the second guy I would take because Jalen Hurts gives you freaky upside with all of the running that he has. Mm-hmm. Last year, he only threw 16 touchdowns. 16 touchdowns is nothing in the NFL in today's passing world. He only threw 16, yet he finished his quarterback six because he ran the ball so well. We don't think that running's going anywhere. And his 16, and now what will be effectively his second full season of work, that 16 turns into 26, which is still low by the NFL standards. But if that goes to 26 and he's got 10 more touchdowns than he had last year, that puts Jalen Hurts on track to be roughly quarterback number two. And that's why I love him there. Oh, okay. 
Mahomes was a uh, had a felt like he had an off year. I mean, I had him on my team, bit. and he, yeah, you know, I, I did the old Tyreek Hill Mahomes combo, and I, I feel like you know that I try to do that every year, like have the quarterback and wide receiver combo. I think I'm going to get away from that this year. It just yeah. hasn't worked out for me. Do you think that's a good move? I, I, I decouple those because if your quarterback gets hurt or just has a down year, and Patrick Mahomes did, there was a stretch of about six games around November mm-hmm. where he really didn't do much, where now you lose double. You know, it's – and I don't I don't love that. Not in a traditional, typically sized league. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't put those together. I, I keep them separate. What should you draft first these days? Wide receiver, running back, quarterback? Depends a little bit on where you are in the draft, but this is a great year to go away from running back. There's not even a clear number two running back. Is it Christian McCaffrey hoping he stays healthy and can perform like he did three years ago? Is it Austin Eckler coming off a career year? Is it Derrick Henry hoping his foot comes back and he can overcome a bad offensive line? Is it Dalvin Cook with a new offense in Minnesota? I... It's not even obvious who the next best running back is. So why not take the sure things that are Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? I love these three great receivers. You can get them littered throughout the first round, and you're going to get sure, bankable output from those guys. Yeah, it feels like it feels like Jeff, like you all had – I say you all. You're, you're a Vikings fan. I, I have am. become – I have become a – I, I would say I don't have a team anymore, but the closest thing that I ha- I do have as a team is probably Minnesota. Oh, because, nice. Because uh, my my best friend in, in college was a Minnesota fan and just kind of rubbed off on me. And then when Brett Favre went there, I was had a real that interest in him. And yeah. so I and I like Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins a lot. And I, I just feel like you guys have you know hit the home run. You first you had Moss, now you got Jefferson. I know it's like. If, couple de- you know, decades ago <laughs> right apart. about 20 but, years between those events but, yes. <laughs> uh, but like those are like high level elite players and jefferson you have above uh cup and i think a lot of people wouldn't be that brave to do that but i jefferson is is to me that guy he, he could own the league next year um this year yeah most yards through the first two seasons of any receiver in the history of the game that's Justin Jefferson and it's part of why I've got him number one is I had a Cooper Cup who's coming up an amazing season but Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup's offensive coordinator went to Minnesota and is now the head coach and he's calling plays there and we think he can scheme up Justin Jefferson to get him open just like he did with Cooper Cup but Cup runs almost almost entirely out of the slot Justin Jefferson runs from all over the field I think there's gonna be, it's going to be easier to get him open. And Cooper Cup's quarterback's already got elbow problems lingering from last year. Kirk Cousins never misses games. So I've got I got Justin Jefferson, number one. Still love Cooper Cup. He's number two. Jamar Chase, number three. So Kirk Cousins, I'm looking on the list here. You've got him at 15. I yeah, thought you loved I Kirk need, Cousins I need to move I need to move him up a little bit. I think that's probably me. I'm I I'm I'm trying to balance my desire for him to be great. And I think he will be great uh, with where he actually is right now. And I, I need to move him up. Sometimes I worry that I'm too much of a homer on Kirk cousins. You're, so, you're, you're high on Trey Lance though. So I am. That's I uh, am. Is that because Again, he's a runner as well? It's another runner thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just the runners just give you so much upside at quarterback that the only time I take quarterback early is if it's for a running quarterback. 
So even though I've got like Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes ranked four and five, which is really early, they're not runners, uh, but their arms are going to be great. But they don't have the – I don't draft them there, but I but you should because they're really safe. I have a very high risk tolerance. So I will try Trey Lance, who's never started an NFL game – well, he started two last year. He's never been the full-time starter before. Uh, I'll try Trey Lance, and I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice uh, on, on somebody like him. Uh, oh, I had, you know, more, 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 I guess more easily than other people will. When we look at running backs, I see that you, you've uh, really went with some great runners in the one, two spot. Jonathan Taylor is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, got to see him play in person. That was, that was fun. And Joe Mixon, I, I didn't know, I didn't know Joe Mixon had kind of made it to that, to that echelon. What, what, uh, what do you expect out of him this year? Well, you know, Joe Mixon, I'm the only guy who's got Joe Mixon, too. Everybody else has got him at six-ish, seven-ish. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's no downside on Joe Mixon. So the, he was already good last year. The offensive line got three new starters that are all massive upgrades over the players that they had in those spots last mm-hmm. year. You have to – defenses have to respect the passing game with Joe Burrow throwing the ball to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So defenses can't key on Joe Mixon and – he gets all the goal line work. Last year, only one carry went to any running back other than Joe Mixon, and it was only because Joe Mixon wasn't in the game. It was a game he missed. So, yeah, I just I I, I just feel like Joe Mixon is super super safe. Okay. Uh, I was a little surprised you had Aaron Jones at seventeen. That was another one. That was a little bit of a yeah. To me. Um, I like my workhorse backs. I like these runners that get twenty touches a game. I just my worry is just he and AJ Dillon, who's not far behind him. You'll know AJ Dillon's just mm-hmm. a few spots underneath. Twenty-one. Him. Yep. Yeah. Um. I. You know, my worry is these guys are going to effectively split carries. So I've got a little. Uh, I've got uh, just a little more trepidation than most on Aaron Jones because I because I like AJ Dillon that much and just think AJ Dillon's going to going to get that much more work. And we do have a Fred Minnick show alum uh, making the list. At Ooh, number 22 that? on tight ends, Kyle Rudolph, now with the Tampa oh, Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph from, here from Minnesota. i uh, talk, talked to him many, many times for my work on KFAN. Seriously great dude and somebody that is a huge part of the community here. He's raised lots of money, been very involved here in Minnesota, and really become one of us. And now he's catching passes from Tom Brady. Yeah. From the suddenly very thin Tom Brady and mysteriously missing Tom Brady. Uh, back yeah. now, so we'll see. But yeah, uh, Kyle Rudolph, another alumni. That's fantastic. We love. Yeah, him. he's uh, and he's such a great guy too. Like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you meet these players and you really root for them. You know, like but not some of them you root for, but you like Kyle's just a great dude. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up, Fred. You know, if there's one of the things you that I've learned in my time um, interviewing and interacting with athletes, and is is that. Everybody thinks that they're idiots, jerks, that they didn't get an educated, they're uneducated. Man, the majority of the guys I've talked to that get to this level are actually pretty sharp. They're pretty level-headed. They're pretty determined. I mean, they've got a lot of really positive traits that have got them to the professional level. We hear a lot about the outliers that do dumb stuff. But overwhelmingly, these guys are are pretty sharp and pretty good people and You know, I, I think I think that most casual fans sort of look down. It maybe it makes them feel better about themselves. I don't know. They look down on athletes. I, yeah. I don't feel that way. I think it's like that across the board. Um, you know, anybody who has any kind of notoriety, uh, social media 
has brought that out. And, you know, when someone gets approached about it, they're like, well, I was just joking, you know, and it's just, you know, uh, yeah. but, but if you're in the, if you're in the public spotlight, you learn to deal with it. And, uh, but Kyle Rudolph is a great family man. Uh, he donated mm-hmm. a Jersey to our, our relief effort of the, oh, it's great. the tornado victims. So, um, he had one year in uh, in New York, which I'm glad he got out of there. Um, yeah, I think he is too. That was a tough situation for anyone there last year. It was but made it was eight million dollars though. That that part was pretty good. That's always good when you, mm-hmm. when, you make, when you make the coin. Yeah. Now, when should you when should you get a? This is where I struggle. I always struggle with when do I get a defense? What round do I get a defense? Last pick of the draft. No second shit. to last, second okay. to last pick of the draft. So your oh. kicker defense should be the last two things that you that you tackle. Um, my sneaky favorites, I got a couple of sneaky favorites. Philadelphia, I believe, is going to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC. Defense is, has been really very revamped and entirely in positive ways. Love their draft. They got a great run stuffer named Jordan Davis in the draft. Mm-hmm. They got uh, a linebacker from Georgia that that fell in their lap. Who was Thought to be a first-rounder, fell to the third round, named N'Kobe Dean. Loved him. They signed James Bradbury from the Giants. This defense is going to be very, very much improved. And so that's that is, that's my sneaky last pick of your draft defense is the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you suggest that even if it's in a league that um, is is really ravished by keepers and, mm-hmm. and like, every team uh, – like a 14, 16 league team, everyone's got one or two keepers. Seems to me like the defense start get taken in like the 11th to 12th round, 11th to 14th yeah. rounds. Yeah. Stay, stay to the last, stay to the end. Stay to the end. And it's because the, the differentiation between them isn't so great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if there were defenses that were way, way, way better and predictably way better than the others, you would take them. Mm-hmm. But mostly they compress on their output a lot. So we don't we don't take kickers and defenses uh, until the end because really their their output just isn't that different from one another most of the time. Well, it's always it's always fun when someone new comes in and they kick a they pick a kicker in the first that's right. Rounds. It's like look, ah. I, I I'm old enough. I've been doing this long enough, Fred, where I can remember where people would roll. This is before there was like published material for fantasy football. There were like no draft guides or anything. So people would show up at the draft and they go, well, the guy who scored the most points last year was, I don't know, like Ray Wershing. So I'm taking Ray Wershing. And, you know, they would take it, you know, because he scored the most <laughs> points last year. So I should take him first. That was a thing back in the oh. stone age of fantasy football. Well, uh, if everybody go check it out, join guillotineleagues.com. Uh, I'll also have a link in my newsletter for you all to join but that, uh, you know, get a crew together. They can join at any point in the year, right? Like it doesn't have to just be like at the start of the year. Yeah, you can actually, you know, you play with six, 18 teams at the start of the season, but we keep we keep creating leagues throughout the year. So after week one, if you want to jump into one, then it's 17 teams and then 16 teams every week we subtract by one. But yeah, but you may as well get in now. It's the preseason. Jump in now. GuillotineLeagues.com. Yeah, Super it's almost, the preseason's almost over. So uh, go to GuillotineLeagues.com. Yeah. Spelled just like it sounds. <laughs> right, guillotine. guillotine. Easy, yeah. Most people can't spell anyway, you know, so just Google it. 
So uh, <laughs> that's the thing that they chop your head off with. So let's go. Uh, let's jump into the uh, bourbon portion of the let's show. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I've got glass A poured. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. on glass A. And by the way, putting it in my official. Oh, that's right. The Fred yeah, Minnick show. Look at that. This is one of the great reasons to uh, to visit Fred Minnick. You get uh, not only do you get a 10-year bottle of uh, Michter's, but you also get the, is it Glen Cairn? That's right. It's a Glen Cairn. Glen, mm-hmm. Glen Cairn. Now, I got to be careful about my pour. I just poured way too much. Holy well, cow. Well, you know what? Okay. We got to... We'll make it work. We don't. I, uh, I'm not. I'm not like Zabe. I don't have a schedule. So uh, <laughs> we get a four in the morning. Uh, mm. Yeah. So Zabe, for those uh, who are do not listen to our circle here, uh, Steve Zaben has a very popular podcast called the Zabe Cast, and uh, he Charch is a reoccurring guest, and uh, he <laughs> uh, Charch will get to go and and uh, you know. Zabe's on a pretty good. He's a he's a radio pro and he's a, he's on a schedule. Yes. So yes, like, uh, yes, we so zip through topics. Yes, uh-huh. keeps things keeps things moving. It keeps it moving. Right. You don't have to worry about that with me. All right. So <laughs> yep. You know what? We're, we're, again, not to keep referring to last summer's show. I think we went about two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Yep. That was a lot of fun. You put something in my mouth that was older than me. A lot of ways I could take that, but it was the. That's uh, why. That's specifically why I said that. It and was it's true. It was. <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I have a lot I of old whiskeys. Unfortunately, in there. I, yeah, I it was from the forties, though. Okay, it was from the forties. Yes, might have been an old Kentucky Tavern or the Glencoe. I don't. Re- Glencoe sounds more familiar, but I don't okay, remember. Might have been Glencoe. All right, so here we so, are. Glass A, uh, I'm just going to taste along with you, but Please. you are you are a uh, a ranking taster here, so you just uh, you know taste and um, comment. I'll tell you by by smell, this is going to be pretty proofy. Um, it it's got a very sharp smell, okay, proofy that, smell, that's little accurate. sweet. All right, let's see what we got. There's a lot going on with that. It's fruity. It's very sweet. It's I'm guessing, and the proofy is definitely in, in definitely happening. I'm guessing this is one ten to one fifteen proof. Damn, be, that's is that about right? That's um, am I close? That's like you're within a point. Okay, we'll take we'll take that. Uh, I see for me, this is, this is very, this is great for my palate. I like, I like proofy and I also want it to be, I like to have some sweetness in my, in my bourbons. And this has got, this has some real sweetness to it and some fruitiness to it, which I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a, and a sophisticated flavor. There's a lot happening here. And the longer it sat in my mouth, the more flavors that I got out of it. And I, I love, I love I love the ones that can change palate, and this is this is this is quite good. I this is a hell of a way to start. I don't know what's coming in 
B, C, D, E, and F. But this oh, is uh, I, I, this I sent is you great. some. Um, I sent you some special stuff here, so mm. you'll, you'll um. Do you, I would uh, buy this. Do you need any comment from me on Glass yeah, A please. before we go to Glass B? Yeah, no, yeah, ab- no, absolutely. I'm counting on you on you to talk about. But this. you, you, you crushed the. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the barrel, pr- what the what the proof is, but you were one proof point um, away with uh, your range. I won't so say which one hundred nine or one sixteen. I won't say, but okay, you, but but you're you're spot on. So okay, put it that way. All right. Um, Definitely some, you're definitely spot on with the sweetness, and uh, and it has some waves, right? As you're tasting, yeah, for sure. Mm. So that is only to uh, confirm everything that you were saying. Okay, that's that's one where I just kind of want to kick back and and sip. It's it's for sure a sipper, and it's to me this is the kind I want to just leave on my tongue and just take a moment. Take it in while it's in my mouth and then swallow and just mm-hmm. experience the whole thing. I, I would grade, if I were to do a letter grade on A, mm-hmm. I would give it an A. I, I really like this. This is in my wheelhouse. Whatever right. it is, I'm, I'm on. I'm on board. A gets an A from Paul Charchian. So let's go to, uh, let's go to glass bead. Don't forget Real. to like rinse your mouth out with a little water here. Well, I've got... Coconut. Saltine. Oh, they get a little okay? so that'll work. Yeah. That'll work. Good. Okay. Yeah. You just mm. wanted something to kind of like reset your palate a little bit. Mm-hmm. You gotta work it around your mouth a little bit. Yeah. On the tongue. You know, try to now the tongue's got what I remember from like tenth grade health, the tongue's got flavors different flavor centers all around the tongue. Mm-hmm. Is yep. that that is correct? Mm-hmm. It, and the thing about it, though, is like with with, with spirits, it is it is different um, because of the alcohol content. We have thousands of taste receptors in our in our tongue, in our throat, and in our belly. But like uh, the content of the alcohol will not resonate with someone unless they can handle the alcohol content, like. What you just tasted with glass A, if you were to bring in a total beginner, yeah, uh, that they would just they would not be able to taste any of that stuff. Um, That makes sense. Very rarely could they. Um, And and in fact, most people don't even you know most people outside of these circles don't really appreciate the nuance of it. They will still kind of look at this as like a as just like an, an an intoxicant or something. Wow. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I I can see that. If it gets proofy enough, somebody's just like, bam. Wow, that's just too much. They just taste alcohol. And, yeah. you know, uh, but the fact is, is like once your palate is accustomed, spirits is broken down um, on the tongue in like kind of four, four quadrants. You know, the tip of the tongue, which is where the sweet notes are, the uh, the middle, which is savory, the middle back, which is like a little line there that's uh the bitterness line and then the back which is uh which is the spice and you can also taste the taste bitterness on the sides of the tongue so that's basically how the tongue can work now all right some people will still taste they'll, they'll taste uh sweetness on the back of their tongue but most people will you know will taste just spice back there bottle b 
Let's Glass see beam. what happens. Yep. This is a strange follow-up from uh, from A. Going to be very different. I want to show everybody the color a little bit so yeah. they can see this. It's very caramel colored. Maybe a little bit lighter than the last one. So, the fact you showed, uh, show, bring that to the glass again. Can you show me the other one? The previous one, B, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, well, it's one. in, it's still in the bottle, but okay. there it is. Show, show them next to each other. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, B, this, B, is, B is a little darker. Yeah, B okay. is a little darker. Then yeah. I, I poured the wrong one of the brand for B. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead and taste. Take, take, uh, right. so, so take a look at mine. That that does not look like yours. Now it could just be the difference in our cameras or whatever. No, but no, no it does not. Yours is much more golden than that's, mine is. That's the uh, that's the A. So now I gotta. Okay. Man, my I, I can go to shit real quick without an assistant with this. <laughs> yeah, we, so, we we you know. need. Who wants to be Fred Minnick's assistant? Can we turn this into like a game show format? Like, I, I, who wants I need, to work for Fred? Yeah, I just need someone to come in and pour stuff for me and clean my office, slough uh, your feet. Not yeah, ha I actually gonna... don't want to have a meeting to tell you how it's done. I just have an expectation that you'll do it and know how <laughs> get to it do done. Yeah. figure it out. Right? I... Yeah, <laughs> it sounds very easy. Now, this smells totally different. 180 degrees mm -hmm. from a. This is much lower proof by smell and almost has a. It's going to drive me crazy, man. I, I, I'm doing you. Wondering right what here. this in fact is. Uh, well, I know what it is. I, I got, okay. I know exactly the brand. I just don't have the right. I don't, I didn't pour the, the right, right bottle. One. Yeah. And do you have a, you have a couple to choose from. Yeah. Unfortunately right I have a shit ton. Oh, well, this one you'll be Ooh. on your own on. Wow. I've never tasted any bourbon like this in my life. It's sour. It's deeply sour. And oh. almost, and almost like. Like a sour, like a sour apple. It's in that vein, but so um, then I then we do have the same. It okay. might be it might be the light difference okay. of the camera and the lighting. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, and I know you know obviously sour mash is thing, but I've never tasted, I've never tasted one as as I don't know tart as this. It almost has. This is going to sound bad. I don't know how better to put it. It almost has. It it makes me feel like there's almost like a rotting fruit essence to it yeah which is not it makes it sound worse than it is but yeah this is wild what if Never i were to tell you like it is not a bourbon okay now it makes more sense yeah why i've never tasted anything like this it's not it's not an irish it's not a scotch i don't know i don't know what i'm drinking this is wild i wouldn't this as much as I loved A, I dis I dislike this for my taste. I know there are going to be people that would love this, but mm. this is way out of my taste profile right here. Uh, B is about what do you four, think? B is about four times more expensive than A. Really? Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I bet I could see where this is going to be. 
The reason I think B can be more expensive, Fred, is there's going to be people who love this and there's going to be a niche for people who love this particular style. Oh, I did. I I think I did a a review on this one. Okay. And um, I was pretty, pretty down on it. Okay. But this one, this does have a particular cult following. I don't doubt it. No, it's a rye. It's got to be. Yeah, it is a rye. Got to be a rye. Yep, got it's it. a rye right. whiskey. Look at the yep. Paul Charchian putting that palate to work. I'm work. I am working it. And that, okay, I'm gonna see if I can go two for two on the proof. All right, go. Uh, Eighty-five. You are off on the on the proof. Okay, but, all right. But I also I will also tell you that while you while you may be off, like this is. It's easier to detect proof in the area you mostly drink. Oh, so, interesting! Wow. Yeah, so, okay. So it, it's and very. I, yeah. it, it it can when people are trying to guess proof in a different category, like Scott, like bourbon drinkers will go to Scotch and think it's like uh, it'll be cash drink that'll be eighty proof. Like it is, it's because they're wow. not they're not used to those parts of their tongue getting lit up. Uh, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. For sure. This, um, it, so obviously it's higher because you can't really go much lower than the 85. But I, and maybe it's because we came off of something that was pretty strong. And so just by comparison, or uh, I went, or it's just not your jam, you know? It, it's well, just not I, your jam. It, it is not my jam. So there's yeah. that too. All right. I'm not finishing that one. I'm going to save some for C. I, I went back to A and damn, does it smell it good? Oh, A is terrific. Uh, by grade, I'm giving since I gave A an A, I'm giving B a D. Damn. Woo. I would not. I mostly while drinking B, I just wanted to get to C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this too, I I will throw this out to you that this is not a bourbon. Uh, C, okay. C is C is not a bourbon, but it's also. Um, it's also in a category that is really hot right now. Ooh, hmm. Okay. Let me show off a little color here. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I believe, yeah, again, yours looks darker than mine, but I th- yeah. I'm sure it's the same thing. It's the lighting. Um, yeah. Yeah, all the lighting. It's uh, I think about the same as last one. All right. Yeah, I can tell by smell. This is also not a bourbon. You're right. Uh, well, not that you would have lied, but you can smell it. I don't get a lot of proof, but I get some. Well, um, hmm, a little bit sweet too. Let's see what we get. Hmm. I like that a lot better, Fred. Yeah. Uh, this is oakier for me. Um, I feel like I, I I have more of a scent, more of a taste of the barrel in this one. Maybe a little tobacco, musky in a good way, yeah, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a little leather is that is I don't know. Do people ever say that? It's, oh yeah, that something can taste leathery, mm-hmm. um, and, and not well, mean we, that. In a, we in a anybody who way. played anybody who played baseball was out in the field chewing on their gloves. <laughs> That's if you did that, or if you're around horses, you know you you chewed on the saddle saddle leather. 
Everyone always everyone always goes to like the ball gag and like some kind of like sexually deviant thing with leather. I'm like, we have all kinds of examples that that don't involve like a ball no, gag, ball gag in a mask, right? Well, yeah, that's where now, it goes. Now, do you do you remember when we were kids? Big League Chew. Oh yeah, it had you know this was the this was the training grounds to get you to learn how to do tobacco chewing but with bubble gum right with these shredded bubble gum that you put in your mouth and still around by the way getting is it really is big league chew still around yeah, the the fake cigarettes are gone but i've seen big league chew around i i don't doubt it i don't doubt no they don't make it tobacco flavored that'd be really bold yeah <laughs> tobacco flavored big league chew <laughs> that would be something uh, well those so, were the days no, yeah those were in more innocent times when you could mm-hmm. have the candy cigarette and the big league chew followed up with some big league chew. Um, yeah. Tell me what you think of this one. I, I like this a lot better than B. It's not directly in my wheelhouse, but there's, there's a lot of flavor happening here. I want to, th- I want to, I want to sip this in an old English study with my robe and a, a, a bookshelf lined with books behind me. So, uh Glassy to kind of paint a picture for you of like the trend of whiskey. The trend of whiskey is to take parts from various regions and combine them into, you know, to flavors that we've never seen before. Um, and this and glassy is, uh, is a part of that story. And Mm. it's, it's pretty darn exciting really. Um, so when you say, do you mean like different regions of the country and they blend? Yeah. You know, yeah. They so blend this is, some Kentucky with some Minneapolis. Right. What are you saying? Exactly. Yeah. This is wow. a, this is a, this is a blend of straights. Um, okay. And there might even be a, a foreign component to it. So oh. th- there's just, you know, th- this used to be a, an area of, of spirits that nobody messed around with. And now, and now people are boldly doing stuff like that and it genuinely is creating new flavors and styles but you know charge when you go back to glass a and after I... <laughs> after, after a has kind of like you know really set a set a tone mm-hmm. for you it's like you know i really like where what c's doing and where it's going but i still want to get in bed with a you know i do too i'm, I'm with you a is a is uh was was outstanding. I'm gonna give just for a grade. I'm gonna give uh C a C. I liked it. I didn't love it. I wouldn't go out of my way to buy it. Uh, but in the right spot in the right mood, I would have C. Unlike B, which I would not, which I would not have again. Okay. Now, can I take just a brief pause? Yeah. Because I want to talk to you about a. Uh, I've got two bottles, and I just want to talk to you about one of them that I found that is my new favorite all time bourbon. Oh wow. I want to show you this, and I, I, I was, I feel very fortunate to have gotten this bottle. Oh, you got this some Mictors toasted, toasted barrel. Yes, yeah. it was not. It was not. I was, I was very lucky to to find a bottle, uh, and oh, is it delicious? Um, yeah, those are those are super hard to come by, and that has like a that has a cult following that really shows up at auctions, uh, like charity auctions. Like oh um, yeah, that will out that will outsell a bottle of Four Roses limited edition small batch, which Ooh. is crazy. Uh, but that uh 
the way that they basically take mictors and then they add it uh, into a secondary barrel that's been, you know, lightly toasted. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it, it extracts like um, when whiskey goes into a barrel, it says clears the water from your tap. But uh, chemi- chemistry wise with the barrel, it's extracting all those wood sugars and the barrel becomes a filter um, very early on for like higher alcohols and things it's 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 a it's a process right it's getting it's getting created in the barrel and six to eight years later it comes out it's wonderful you get it too early it's too woody sappy ish Mm -hmm. uh, green oak kind of flavors um but the thing that happens in that early stage is that it's it's filtering out uh, a lot of stuff and a lot a lot of those those wood sugars are like deeper down on the barrel that won't be, um, won't be tapped into for some time. The toasted barrels, they, they, they get high grade wood and they put it through various techniques to, to get to tap into like additional wood sugars. And that's why people love it so much is it it's, it's got all these delicious wood sugars in it, but it's not over oak. So, like, oak is not the first and last thing you taste as Paul is, like, making love to this bottle over here. A little it's, creepy, actually. He's, like, uh, yeah, caressing it. We're having, we're, having a mo- we're having a moment right now. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> like, I, do I understand correctly? Somebody told me on Twitter that the toasted barrel, the mixture, it's like a once every four years event. I mean, do I have to really have to uh, wait Four more years to get another bottle. You yeah, have a so to get another bottle of this. If if memory serves, they they uh, they alternate the year. Like they have like the bourbon. I think the bourbon comes out more frequently than the sour mash and the rye. But mm. you know, Michter's is really stingy. With uh, if they don't they don't put something out just because they feel like they need to put something out, like they need to meet meet a schedule. They'll just straight up say like. Yeah, we're not feeling so hot about it, and they catch mm. a lot of flack for that in the in the whiskey community, saying like, "Oh, you're just doing that for marketing purposes." And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, they just, I really think they are just, they didn't feel good about it, and yeah. they release it when they want to release it. So good for and good for them. I wouldn't want it to be any other way. Good for Mictors. Um, all right, thank you for letting for for letting me take that aside. That's probably my rarest bottle. I'm not, I'm, you know. And I'm then not you said you had another bottle too. You wanted to talk about, right? Well, I do. You know, if you want to do that now, we can, or we can save it for later. Oh, oh, but... oh, oh, oh! You had okay. you, you've got. See, this is the radio guy, and you, you have yeah. your own programming within the program. <laughs> well, I kind of figured, you know, we could just, like you know, we can I like it. Yeah, we can mix it in a little bit. So let's do the other bottle in a minute. Okay. Um, so as we go to glasses uh, D D uh, E and F. Uh, yeah. We are going to, I think, get a little bit more competitive with Glass A. Um, mm-hmm. The the first round kind of went like I thought it would. I thought Glass A would be what would win you over. I thought C would have a chance, but mm-hmm. I knew I knew B, uh, which technically is the most expensive thing on the board. Wow! Um, is I knew that would. I, I mean, the most positive thing I can say about it is that it had like a Jolly Rancher sour apple uh, that had been left in the dirt for a little bit. <laughs> uh, but not a fan. Uh, not a fan. Not, no, me either. B no. is what if like my daughter, 
uh, who's 16, if I ever wanted to scare her off booze, <laughs> I would give her some B, go, here you go, here's some whiskey, try that, tell me how you like that. That'll keep her, <laughs> that'll keep her on the straight and narrow for a while. <laughs> That's funny. All right. All right so, so let's go, let's get into, uh, get into D. Yep. And uh, let me show the color, which is also really similar to the other ones. Mine is, yeah, it's almost identical to the other ones. And it's it's lighter in real life than it is, than it looks on screen. I'll mention that. Um, but very close to the others. There's no real hints on color here. I oh, am I'm going to like I'm ex- I'm, This is going to be good. Yeah, this is. I can all. I can tell by the smell. This is already in my palate. I will be very surprised if this is not is not well received. D's got. Uh, there's there's some proof here. I can smell some, but it's got a sweet aroma to it that is very appealing. Let's give this a try. Hmm. Mm. Hello, old friend. Yeah, this is great. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I can't ID it. I'm not at a level where I can just sip one and go, oh, well, obviously that's bullet or whatever. This is, uh, this is very good. I, my tongue is tingling right now. So I know there's some proof in this. Um, if I'm going to go back to my proof guessing. 112 will be my official my official guess on that. You are you are close uh very close on that. Very Okay. Good. But you're not we'll you're take... not you're 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 within 7 proof points. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it I'll tell you it's 119. Nah. That's it's 119. You know, in 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 the pallet world that's you know in the ballpark. That's, okay. That's it's pretty good. I'm going to give you a flavor. Tell me if you think I'm crazy. Okay. Apricot. Charge. Charge. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything about this product, but write in your write in your notes. Uh, okay. Or in I am taking mind, notes, by the way. Yes. Or in your mind that you tasted uh, apricot. Okay. I I am not going to comment on that. Okay. But you, All right. You uh, you just you just nailed something. Uh, that's I, I love that. Um, this is this is really good. It's got a it's got waves of flavor. It's got the heat I love. It's sweet enough so that I feel it's very approachable. This is a damn fine whiskey. Whatever I'm drinking, D is very good. A grade mm. or D. I'm going to finish this right now. So mm. I think that's going to be going to the taste off for you. It's I, 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 you know, the people are, are, are going to be watching this. They're going to be listening to this. They're going to be like, why don't you tell us what it is? Well, I just want to remind everyone that this is a blind tasting and I want to, I want to wait till the end to surprise charge. But he mentioned something about apricot in, in glass D uh, everyone hold on to that when I reveal that uh, what the glass D is at the end. Um, I think we have ourselves a taster 
on our hands. Oh. We got this we got ourselves is... a pro level taster. Wow. And I, I got to be honest with you. This is the best compliment you've ever given me. Charch, I am so proud of you. Like my my like teacher heart <laughs> in me is like pounding right now. Like I just, you're, I, just, you're... I love it. This is a, uh, it's Karate Kid. You're, uh, this is like, um, was it Miyagi? Miyagi and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not saying like the apprentice has become the mentor. We're not there, but I feel like I've made a step. I've, I've made a step this in the is, right direction. This is huge. This this is a huge moment. So let's go to, let's go All to right. glass uh, E. E. Yeah. Let's go to glass E. All righty. This color is a little redder than the others. Boy, a bit of a deep pour for myself here. We'll, we'll manage. We'll manage that. You know, Here's, just remember, uh, we're not drinking 14 like last time. Correct. <laughs> we're only at six this time. Mm. Oh, this is a this one's. You've done a great job of giving me varied flavors. These are all these. I can tell by the smell. This is going to be very different than the others as well. A little proof, not a lot. You wouldn't serve me eighty proof anything. This might be ninety coming. We'll see. It's the most neutral smell of the group, but it does have it does have a distinct smell to it. Okay. Wow, is that different? Wow. Is it bourbon? Um Technically it could it could be classified as bourbon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually I would have to I'd have to get into their distillation techniques on this one and they Holy cow. I'm not, right. I'm not I'm not I'm not entirely sure this could be classified as a bourbon. Uh, only because that I know that they have they have uh, done some blending with this brand. Mm. But okay. Let me see. This might be this might be a single barrel. Hold on. I'm, and I'm trying to do this while not while you not seeing it. Right? Yeah, and I'm not even close. So th that's the so know that. And I I'm not I will I will look away as I have another sip of this. No, you're okay. You're okay. Yeah, this is a single barrel, so I can say uh, with certainty that while not labeled a bourbon, this could be classified as a bourbon because they, well. Under what circumstance would you make a something that qualifies as a bourbon and then not label it that way? Uh, so if you, if you add, uh, there's a lot of, uh, like, so the, I don't think this would give it away. But on their designation for what they have on the whiskey is yeah. uh, is premium whiskey. They don't have, and so that I would have to crack into like their federal their federal label approval to okay. see to see what area that they of whiskey that they actually applied for. Uh, there are certain types of whiskey that allows you to add coloring, add you allows you to add mm. flavoring, things like that. Yeah. That didn't happen here, but like I just I would just need to see like what where they where they put it in, but um, but it is a it is a single barrel. 
I actually think this is a barrel I pick for Kroger. Oh, interesting. All right, so you must like it. Is yep. I'm gonna the the proof on this is super sneaky. The smell mm-hmm. was very neutral. Put in my mouth. First shot was not not that proofy, but the longer it stayed in, I really got it up through the palate into the sinus a little bit and down. It was very warm. This has got some sneaky heat to it. I'm gonna go one. One ten. You're close. Five points away. It's one fifteen. I was gonna say that. Darn it. All right. So what? We are in the ballpark on this. It's a um, Fred. This for me. This is a bit of an. Uh, I don't. I, this is this is a tough word to use for this. It almost has an oily texture to it to me. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense to, to oh. use the word oily? Yeah, here? I use oily all the time, especially in Do rum. You? Yeah, I, I use it a lot in rum, less so in whiskey. But but it's kind of um, um, I, I can see where you're coming away with the oily the oily texture. Um, yeah, I, I would add like if you if you want to jump into like help you along with it. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever had like uh I mean this this could also be considered kind of in that same wheelhouse as oily. You ever had like leftover like fruit loop cereal milk? Something like that. <laughs> you know. It, well, not in forty years, no, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it it's got it's, like it's got like that strawberry milk, um I think it's like got an some... artificial flavor to it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. It all to me, it all it was also a little bit grainy. I, I, I was. It felt. It tasted like I don't know, grainy to me. But that's. Okay. I don't know. All right, E. I'm great. If I were to grade E, I would give it a C. I think it's okay. just okay. I think it's just okay. All right. Coming down it was on the hammer though, here. I'll say that. Coming down on the hammer with that one. All right. A little bit. All right, let's go to glass F. All right, hang on. I got to saltine first. Got to saltine it up. And while that while I'm saltining, let me show you my other bottle. I happen to have insight that you and I share a preferred daily. Yeah. Old, Old Forester 1920. Mm-hmm. To me, is a fantastic, readily available, reasonably priced bottle. Mm-hmm. I've probably gone through more Old Forester 1920 than any other bottle. If um, I'm never out of it, it's never not in the house, which is about the best compliment I can give to any whiskey. I, I will. It's actually will harder to get in our. It's harder to get in our market these days. Really? Yeah, because Louisville. Oh, I mean, uh, people in Louisville they just drink the shit out of Old Forester. So well. They know what they're doing. That's why. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think things would change this way that Buffalo Trace is impossible to find? We're auctioning off Buffalo Trace. I mean, just it's all changed so much in five years. It, it, yeah. You know, I mean, I've been doing this for, for 16 years, and it's like um, it's actually kind of hard to cover this, you know, um, mm-hmm. this industry because, like, every – all the media entities kind of want to like own you um, and and not let you have a voice outside of what they want. And Mm. so that's, that's forced me to kind of like create my own stuff. And, 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 
in that in that process, I've I have become like in a historian, uh, a, a critic, um, you know, a commentator, someone just like, you know, chatting with like uh, celebrities such as yourself in having whiskey and just educating people. And over that time, I've seen every single facet of of the business and, uh, you know, from from the high level executives to the, you know, to the to the foot sales reps and liquor stores. And yeah, and it, there's just there is a there is an unhappiness across the board from like people like wanting to get something to can't get something. I want something special. Can't get something special. Yeah. And so they, there's a lot of settling. And um, in the enthusiast world, there's a lot of, I, I would say, disdain for for certain companies and for tactics used in the business world at the executive level. Mm. So, um, so did I ever think it would get this way? I think that, uh, you know, the distillers were trying to prepare for it, but I, the, the one part that no one could have expected was kind of like that 1980s cabbage patch doll craziness. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. and it's nuts. It's absolutely it's, nuts. It's FOMO. Yeah. Right. It's, it's all FOMO driven. I think there are still great, there's great readily available <laughs> or mostly readily available bottles yeah. mm-hmm. that are out there. Um, but once something sort of picks up traction is the thing you want to get and can't get, people want it all the more, and they start buying it. Even if they don't necessarily love it, I think, they start buying it. I think Blanton's. I think this happened with Blanton's, mm-hmm. my opinion, which I think is a good, not great, bourbon, which is my opinion. It's, 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 it is way overhyped. Um I mean, it's never done well in my blind. Actually, it won one of my blind tastings in a public tasting mm. in, in Oklahoma. It won my blind bur- bourbon tasting in Oklahoma with like 400 people there. So wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it has. That's, it has that's a big uh, sample size. How'd you? Been, by the way, how do you get 400 bot? You got to get enough to fill, give 400 bot people a a taste of Blanton's. That's not easy. It is not easy. Um, you know, fortunately, um, I've got ways connections <laughs> exactly <laughs> but but we have um but my my blind bourbon series like i work with you know within the the state laws and everything to you know try to make things happen and um a lot of times there's a charity component but like i even like you know i'm trying to coach trying to coach zabe through this because he's wanting to do a he's wanting to do something special for uh, mm-hmm. for a whiskey league and yeah. I'm like I'm like coaching him through like the 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 law the laws of the three tier system and the different states and oh geez yeah it's uh it's a tough world out there he he mentioned some of that to me and I'm like whoa I don't understand why you can't just like find a guy who's got pappy that'll sell it to you you can't do that no uh, what why not I don't know but apparently yeah. you can't well you know I mean people uh, um there are people going to prison right now in Virginia because. Uh, they tried to beat the beat the system, and they're being charged with access to a government computer, uh, just because they were trying to get the logs of when uh, Pappy and some BTAC were going to hit in, oh, uh, in the ABC stores. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's ridiculous. People are willing to you know get rid of their freedom, risk jail time. Yeah, 
to get to get the whiskey they want. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. The whiskey I want is is F. Let's go Bottle to glass F. F. It looks like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, by visually, these are all very close. This one's a little got a little more red in it than the others. Um, a little darker. And it doesn't always show up on camera the same way. Very sweet smelling. This smells common to me. This smells like something I might have in my pantry right now. So when it turns out that this is something totally exotic, you can throw it back in my face. Oh, I would never do that. This is just by smell, though. We'll see what the taste is like. Mmm. This is the proofiest bottle you've given me. I will be shocked if this isn't 120 plus proof. It is gonna, exactly 120 proof. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Indomitian Sue. That's just going to be my tagline for this entire show. Take that, Indomitian Sue. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. sure uh, I'll, I'll invite him to be in the little uh, my little Super Bowl party and you guys be in the same room to talk it out. So. <laughs> that, is, that is a deal. <laughs> so lots happening with this flavor. Holy cow. This is... Um, I'm not at all turned off by 120 proof, Fred. Um, this is this. I am totally. I'm. I am mm-hmm. Booker's adjacent. I'm totally cool with that. There's still some sweetness in this. Mm-hmm. It's not profoundly sweet. Like A was very very sweet. D had some sweetness to it. There's still a little bit of that in here. It's it's oaky, so it's woody. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, I get I get that out of it a little bit. Um, okay, there's maybe a little bit floral, but not a lot. Not there's not a ton of that in it. Tell me what you what do you get out of this? So this is a um, this is a pretty distinct. Um, Caramel, kind of a caramel. Oh, um, that's good. Bomb for me. Yeah. Um, but there's also like a fried, like a fried pie, um, like in hitting in like the, the savory area, like you know those those fried pies you would get from McDonald's. Not necessarily the <laughs> the, uh, the apple pie from when we grew up that had the searing hot filling in it. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you bite into it and you're like your face melts off. <laughs> yes. Um, after after it's cooled down a bit, not necessarily the feeling, but the the like um, the the hard crust uh, on the outside, very sugary, uh, savory, mm-hmm. but uh, moist on the inside too. That's what that reminds me of. It reminds me of like a like a, I imagine this like being a a caramel fried pie. But it, I don't get. It's not as sweet, I think, as you're as people would think when you hear caramel fried pie. I'm not yeah. getting as much sweet, or at least I'm not getting as much as you're maybe getting from it. Mm-hmm. There, there's some in here, but my I wasn't like bang sweet. A had a lot of that in it. This is, um, by the way, this is really tasty. I like. Yeah, you know, like this it. is this is why we taste, right? Everyone has mm-hmm. their own palates. Everyone's very unique. And as you have shown, you've got the cred, brother. So. I, uh, I think there'd be a lot of people who just go 120 proof. I'm out. 
it's just too much. Wait, the one thing uh, that you said is like this has like a, a, a distinct oak note for you. Let's. I want to break does. into that a little bit. When when you say oak, is it um, is it like fresh oak, uh, timber? Uh, is it? It's greener for me. Okay. Yeah, See, that, that's just, a big that, off note for me. When I really? taste that, I'm out. Yeah, I, I hate that note. Um, I'm gonna pour myself a little bit more right now. Um, yeah, it, but not. I guess I don't mean it in such a bad way, but yeah, to me, I get. So I get. Have you ever had a so it's where it's like bitter, right? It's like in the bitterness scale. Yes, that's a yeah, uh, great way to put it. Thank you. Okay, um, so it may it may be a version of oak, but different, like the like a like a like a unriped uh, pecan shell uh, or an mm. unriped uh, like nut or something like that. Um, great way but, to put it. But it's still oak. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. So That's what's, me. Your, what's your grade I'd here? Grade, I would grade this a B. Uh, okay. I still like it. I would drink this. I'd buy this. Uh, but I enjoyed A and D more. Those so, are my A's. So we have a we have a Paul Charchian showdown between A All and right. D. A taste Yeah. Of. I love it. Mm. I'm excited to go back to A. I might have a problem with A. You're like you're just like I, I enjoy this maybe you're too much. Convincing we'll it see. so much, it's like your love. It's yeah. Love at this point. Okay. The sad thing is, I'm going to finish the A now. It's all go- it's all gone at this point. And I'll get I'll get a bottle sent to you. Ooh, that's a binding oral contract, viewers. You heard that. <laughs> but you already mentioned this is not the one of the more expensive bottles in here, so maybe it's well. Not. Maybe this, it's available. this particular one, uh, this particular one is a pretty, 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 pretty special bottle, but oh, but not not going to break the bank. Okay, I like that. That's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um. Side note: What a, there was an Evan Williams that I that was at like. 25 bucks that I thought was really good and went off the market. I went out and bought a couple of bottles of it because it was such a good value. I forget yeah, the exactly single barrel. Which, yeah. The single barrel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I always, and I had pointed people to that. People on Twitter would ask me, you know, give me a, give me an inexpensive bottle. You think still pretty good. And I would mm-hmm. frequently point them to that Evan Williams single bottle. And I've got a couple of them in my pantry just because I could get it. Do you know why they took it off the market? Uh, yeah. I mean, their, their supply, is an issue like they have a an enormous like demand on all their products mm-hmm. heaven hills the parent company there um and you know they they frankly created that in the early 2000s when no one was really um uh, you know focusing on, <laughs> nobody knew what they were doing <laughs> when no one was focusing on bourbon and so like they put yeah. all this effort into the evan williams black label to compete with jim beam and um, Jack Daniels, and they've done a good job with it. But and they also own like Elijah Craig and Henry McKenna, mm-hmm. and the single barrel is an eighty-six proof, and it just it's been a it's been a stable, but uh, or a staple for some, but it's not been 
it hasn't won a competition. It hasn't uh, been great. Now, it did make my one year, one of the years made uh, uh, one of the best bourbons of the century so far. Um, wow. So, I mean, they have put out good whiskey with it. They just don't really, uh, I don't know how to put this. Heaven Hill has been known, Heaven Hill consistently takes a product off the shelf and rebrands it. They did that with uh. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Uh, they did that with Old Fitzgerald. Uh, they recreated Larceny, or they created Larceny out of Old Fitzgerald stock. So, <laughs> wow, yeah, it's in that there. is Larceny. That's well yeah. named. Yeah, it, it's in their history to like say like, well, it's not performing like we want. Let's rebrand it, change it up. You know, mm-hmm. all right. So I could probably still get the same thing later. Might be priced differently or named something else yeah. but i might be able to get the yeah, same thing in they'll that probably bottle. they'll probably yeah. change the packaging and say well looky here we'll, we'll yeah. change it here now it's uh instead of 25 99 it's uh 82 <laughs> so. yeah that was a, i always thought that was a very good value whiskey all right so we're back to a fred mm-hmm. okay if the showdown is a versus d a versus d here we go oh i like that smell already It's such a sophisticated flavor, and it's so different from everything else that we've tasted, and it's so much sweeter. I mean, I think there's some people who'd be turned off by this level of sweet that they would feel like, I'm drinking very old Barton or something, right? And be like, this is is too sweet for me. This is like a mixer or something, but boy. Hold on, you think, I don't know many people saying very old Barton's going to be too sweet. Really, you don't think so? Oh, I find it very grain forward. You think so? Okay. Which one I'm are you only, getting? The the super cheap one. I don't know. It's like eighteen bucks or something, and my bottle's plastic. You know oh, the wow. old Barton I'm talking, the very old Barton I'm talking about. I'd have to see that label. I haven't seen it in the plastic, so I'm gonna make sure. Uh, that... It might it might be plastic. I think it's plastic. Um, I don't love that one, but I love this. This is great. It's. I'm just saying. I think for some people and some palates. Mm-hmm. I think they, they would taste this and say it's too sweet for them. I don't see it that way. I love that this both has the kick that I want, the proof that I want. We already established, I think it's 116 proof. Um, but it's got the approachable sweet flavor yeah. that feels like, you know, you could serve this to almost anybody. I'm going to agree with you on that one. And um, I know, obviously, we know what your top two is. Top two are. Um my top three would have been um, yeah, I'm very a, curious. A, D, and F. I liked F okay. a lot more than you, and I would put yep. I probably would have put that in the taste off. But okay. um, the, your top two, I think, is spot on. So you you revisited the love affair with A. Let's now mm-hmm. take a look at uh, D. All right, D. Still got some left, fortunately. All right. that color the again. proof of the pour there yeah mm-hmm. okay now listeners you may recall he um he tasted apricot apricot in the last one. tasting all right I ran out of saltines 
He's rinsing his mouth with coconut yep. water now. Coconut water. We're just there were a little drag, few dregs in there. Good. All right, it's a nice uh, neutral thing there. All right, we're trying he, that. He's going yep. in. Here we go. Paul Charchian takes his taste, puts his glass down, looks up. He's thinking thusly. <laughs> wow. I've always wanted to have like a. Uh, I've always wanted to do like a show where I record all the tasters and I have someone like Jim Nance like do the <laughs> commentary <laughs> over it. You know, I love it. I love it. Now I've asked you about this before, but and wow, the flavor on D is just—it's so—it's so unique and so special. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to get Mannings and Dominican Sue people that. Maybe, you know, these are big name these are big name celebrities. Yeah. But they never get to talk about whiskey. Here's their chance to talk about whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Now, have there been how many no's do you have to get before you get the Mannings on? Uh actually I never got a no from them. They they actually approached me. Um Wow. But that was for, you know, one episode. You know, well, I've tried tried sure. to get him where we we've had some other things that uh, we've talked about, but, um, and you know, and Peyton's done, he's done some videos and sent them to me, you know, mm. mm-hmm. but, um, you know, like I had, and I ended up getting, ended up getting like the numbers and, you know, hanging out and staying friends with some of these folks. And, um, they just want access they just want to drink stuff like they're they're no different than anybody else they can't they can't get uh uh blanton's if they wanted it you know yeah and so like i mean like i helped jay cutler get his you know bourbon collection because he had he couldn't get it he he had no access he couldn't get it so like after he was on my show he's like hey man can, can you help me find some bourbon well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll connect you to some people here and there, you know. Um, and so, like, that's kind of what it is. And, um, you know, I, I definitely have a lot of people in the show who are sports related, but my the majority of the guests are, are music. And when when I first started this out, it was because I wanted to tie it into, like, the music festivals I kind of helped with. But when, mm-hmm. when when the pandemic hit, all that shit went yeah. away. I mean, oh, it's, com- it's, it's coming back now. Like I'll be at bourbon and beyond in a little different capacity, but I'm still a co-founder. Very, very excited about it. We're, we're, you know, we got Pearl jam, doobie brothers, so many great bands there. And that's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an awesome time. And, and I'll be my, the vision was to always set up this podcast at these festivals where I could interview bands go before they went on or before they, you know, like I did David mm-hmm. Byrne um, or Ed Qualcheck from live. And I, I, that, that was the vision and the vision kind of, you know, it, it changed with, with the pandemic and, but with the pandemic, the musicians weren't playing. And so they were like, they were calling me, you know, they wanted, they awesome. wanted, they yeah. wanted to talk. Right. So, and so now Needed it's like, yeah, and and the show won, uh, you know, it won a, a Webby honoree, and it got it's got it hit number one last year on the music interview side, and and so now I'm in that I'm in that circuit when someone has a new record dropping, they want to come on the show, um, and and I'm like, do they like whiskey? They actually, no, they're sober, and I'm like, well, I'm, I, 
I'll do sober guests, but it's a little bit more complicated because I, I did a coffee tasting, and like I, I just think that my 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 mechanics are not adjusted to doing a proper coffee tasting while also talking. So I spilt coffee all over my computer, you know, and uh, I'm like, yeah, I think I just, I'll stick to whiskey people. So, nope, I lost you. I lost you, bud. If did you get a phone call while we were just there? No. All right, let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pop. Yeah. For all right, so there we are. We're uh, back. We're on back. My we're end, back. you were always perfect. Uh, so. Uh, where where was I? I was just basically. Well, we were talking a little bit about music. I was just going to mention because you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, David Byrne. Mm-hmm. I recently watched the 1985 Talking Heads movie "Stop Making Sense," and man, does that hold up great! It's timeless. Ooh. The Talking Heads are timeless. Yeah, and that movie is. I think it's. One of the few things, like if you go back and watch concert movies of the of a lot of different eras, like the seventies, if you had Led Zeppelin's um, uh, concert movie, ah, I forget the name of it. Uh, it's also dated. The you know this this their sound and that movie stop making sense. Timeless, fantastic. Highly well, recommend. that's the beauty of YouTube, man. Like we would, uh, we watch. You know, our kids are being raised on music from the seventies and eighties. Um, it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and, and like the the music of that time is popular now because uh, the, the kids today want to listen to good music, right? Like, well, do they? Well, I hope so. I would think a lot of them do because it's yeah. it, it brought back Kate Bush. You know, Kate Bush, uh, who was like on Stranger Things. Running up that hill. Stranger right. Things propelled her back into fame, which is great. I know. I, I listen to that song a lot. It's a good It's a good song. It's a great song. If you ever Speaking of YouTube and Kate Bush and that song, Running Up That Hill. Rapper Big Boy talking about riding his bike to school, listening to Kate Bush running up that hill. Electric. Highly recommended, easily, oh. easily, easily findable on YouTube. Big boy rapper, big boy talking about Kate Bush. It's fantastic. I'm gonna have to check that out. I, I love, I love me some old school hip hop, and um, I, I will say that like, I, I find myself these days yearning for Outkast. You know, like some of those uh, early 2000 hip hop bands that just aren't around anymore. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, glasses uh, A and D. Who is your champion, Paul Charger? So, all right, this is really tough. A is super approachable. I loved it right off the bat. I love the proof of it. But D tastes really unique, really special, totally different from really, honestly, any 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 bourbon. I think it's a bourbon. Any bourbon I've ever had. I love the notes to it. I love the sophistication of it. If I had to serve one to just like anybody, a general audience, I would pick A. But for me, if I had to buy one of these bottles, I'm picking D and I'm going to stick with it. That's my final answer. I'm picking bottle D right here. That's uh, That is an epic choice, my friend. That was number two on my uh, whiskeys of the year last yes! year. So 
Your your champion was uh, was number two on that, and it uh, and it sold out after I picked it. And uh, there's a few some funny funny memes going around about that. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what you were tasting. All uh, right, the one you were in love with this is a is small, the- very a. small company, Glass uh, Glass A Penelope. Wow. Okay. Small company. This is a cat barrel strength product. You can take a look at that right there. This is yep. uh this is not a widely available one, but here in Kentucky, uh, and a few other states, and uh, they are beloved by the whiskey geeks. That really? price point on that, I think it is around a hundred dollars. Uh, and the one we like the least, Glass uh, B, which was the was chicken cock, oh a yeah, cotton club people. rye. Okay. Twenty year rye twenty years old. This is a Canadian wow. rye whiskey. Okay. Yep. All Canadian rye whiskey. And uh the price point on this, I think uh last time I checked was four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my god. Yeah. I really didn't like it. Yeah. I but mean, you know what? Rye is just not in my palate and I'm sure there are people who love it, but that's that is not that would be four hundred dollars poorly spent for me. I could buy an Xbox for that. Yeah, is that what they cost? Yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, glass uh, C. This now, is I that, liked it. Great yeah. to see. This is the uh, the the blend uh, I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, this is a blend of uh, American rye whiskey, bourbon, and American light whiskey. Oh wow! So, so that is a that's a style of uh, blending that we have not seen at this level uh, mm-hmm. in some time, uh, and I, I think this is an exciting one. This would have been my fourth place finisher. Yeah, it was my lock. fourth place finisher too. So, what's the brand? I don't think you said. Uh, it's it's literally called Proof and Wood. Oh, Proof and Wood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all right. Noting that they've got a little, they got a little tag here, and this bottle uh, is a hundred and twenty dollars. I think one hundred twenty. Wow. I don't remember ever seeing that on a shelf. Um, I would say Minnesota probably has it. They probably okay. have it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to skip your winner, which was uh, D, yeah, and so I can e. spend so I can spend more time talking about it. And I'll go straight right. to E. This is uh, your strawberry milk. This is the strawberry milk flavor note here. Uh, Uncle Nearest, 1820. This uh-huh. is a single barrel. And this was either the barrel that I picked in, I think, 2018 for Kroger, or it was another one that I got. And mm-hmm. i got to be honest with you, I don't, I don't have any of my notes here with it, and I didn't have any of the classification stuff with it. So, um but you can see that label. It says premium whiskey, right? Yeah. What so, does that mean, premium? Uh, so it's premium would essentially be a fanciful term. Whiskey would be the only legal term. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. That. So all right. So but, I could I could describe my own whiskey as as premium. You could, as long as it met the very basic standards of what whiskey was. Yes. You know. So, but this is um, you know this is an eleven year old. This was an eleven-year-old. Wow! All right, I, people hey. love Uncle Nearest as a brand. I get it on on my mm-hmm. on my Twitter feeds all the time. 
Well, it, it's um, it, it's it's an important brand to the history of whiskey. It was uh, it, it's named after Nearest Green, the former enslaved person who taught Jack Daniel how to distill, and yeah. uh, was kind of like really kind of forgotten in the in the history of, of whiskey. And um, you know, Fawn Weaver, who's on the LinkedIn commercials, and just a real like champion uh, of of a like bringing a culture together that has never really been uh, appreciated in American whiskey. She's, she's really, you know, breaking down doors and, and telling mm. the story of uncle nearest. So just an amazing, amazing person. It's a great brand. And I will say that in tasting that, that is not one of the better ones that I've tasted from them. Okay. Um, All right. So, then I don't feel so bad about grading yeah. it a C. Yeah, I, I, and you know, C from you is still, that's still a compliment. It's a good grade. It's a good grade. Uh, so F, we go, bottle now we F, go to yeah. bottle F, which is uh, oh, wow. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. This okay. is this year's uh, A122. A122. This was your grade B. This was yeah, a caramel like bomb for me with a, maybe like a fried pie note. And for you. Mm-hmm. You got better. some oak. You got some oak up in there. I did. So, so this it was twelve it was years, hundred and twenty yep. proof. Which you you nailed the nailed that on the head. So when I think of Elijah Craig, and I haven't had this particular variation of it, I think of more mild and honestly non distinct flavors than this one. This one, to me, is. Not what I'm used to with Elijah Craig. The the stuff the the Elijah Craig's I've had in the past have honestly been more run of the mill, less you know, less proofy, less uh, less challenging than this one. Okay. What do you think? Uh, well, this is the barrel proof, which tends to be like people yeah. ask me, what's a limited edition bourbon that I should seek out that I can find? Elijah yeah. Craig barrel proof is the one I always put put them toward. Um, this is accessible. And this is one that goes head to head for me uh, with Old Forester nineteen twenty. This is not one you can drink every day or find every day, but yeah. um, it's it's in that league with Old Forester nineteen twenty. All right. Well, that leaves us with Bottle D, my Bottle personal D, champion, your champion, Apricot. And, and what was what was number two in my top one hundred wow. uh, whiskeys of two thousand twenty one? I am going to show you the bottle, but I'm going to put my finger underneath a word of a particular type of uh, barrel it was finished in. This Paul Charchin was finished in an apricot brandy barrel. Yes! <laughs> so this is uh, this is a rye whiskey fi- wow. finished in Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy barrels. The amount of people who call out apricot in this is on a is a very very short list. You, my friend, have what it takes yes! to be a professional taster. Although you did say you thought it was a bourbon, it is a rye. I did, but okay. I will I will support you in that in that like there's so much going on in this. I it's think that so it's, it's I I think we should probably not try to put things. And this is why like when I'm tasting. I try not to put things in categories and try to figure out the brand. I think sure. about the palette and how many points of the palette it's on and all that. But yeah. this, my friend, uh, is a great whiskey. And, uh, yeah. Wow. 
I, I, I feel great about this, and I would love to have more of this one. Um, tell me what I have to do to find this bottle. Uh, so seagrass is now very difficult to find on the shelf. Um, and much like a lot of the things that I say are good, um, it is kind of my fault. And (laughs) (laughs) you bring this on the the community. Yeah. It, 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 you know, I got to be honest with you. I've, I've really thought about cutting back on, you know, just being more of an educator instead of a critic because, because of that, I, I really hate that aspect of what I do, and for some reason, people listen to me. But the 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 truth is is that this is available. You can find it in stores, All and, right. you'll, and you'll find it in in a lot of random places. How do you feel generally? I feel like mostly I don't want my whiskey to have been in <clears throat> some other barrel, <clears throat> mm-hmm. whatever that might mean. You know, some rum barrel or whatever. Um, I, mean, I know people love Angel's T- Angel Tears as an example. Not, is it Angel Tears? Angel's uh, Envy. Angel, thank you. Angel's Envy. Um, There's Writer's Tears and Angel's Envy. Yes, correct. And I just conflated those. Yeah. Uh, and I've got both. I've got I've got Writer's Tears in my pantry right now. Um, generally, I don't love those. I don't love those. But boy, I, lo- I this was really, really sophisticated. And I, so, I can't say I've ever had a I've ever had a whiskey like this one. So we are we are in an age of like, what is where where, where is bourbon and the the American whiskey conversation going? And the fact is that barrel finishes and these blends of straights, which barrel yeah. seagrass is both, is is changing the conversation. And uh, I I hate to to use. Uh, this term, but it's disrupting what we know as American whiskey. Yeah. Uh, up until two thousand, you know, you know, it was it was introduced to us in nineteen ninety nine in the American circles, but up until like two thousand ten, barrel fishes barrel finishes really did not exist. And uh, the the fact is, there's a lot of flavors being extracted from them, but there's still enough of old school people including myself, who just want to make sure that there's proper definitions, proper regulations on the books, so no one is, like, um, you know, bringing in a port barrel uh, and then also going (laughs) to the local liquor store and saying, oh, we got some port here. Let us pour that in there with with the barrel. You know, so, uh, and then that kind of, like, it does a couple things. One is it, it deceives consumers, and two it can make people feel like they're tasting a bourbon, not like it, and then dismiss yeah. bourbon for the rest of their life. So, you know, it, it, it's dangerous, but at the same time, it's, it's exciting. That is exciting. Uh, barrel seagrass. This is the rye I like more than any other rye I've ever had in my entire life. It's an $80 bottle. We can, yeah. That's approachable. I yeah. love that part of this. This is, I, I just looked it up and, by the way, they're very happy to quote you on the <laughs> Barrel Seagrass website. They're very happy to mention Fred Minnick, top 100 American whiskeys of 2021, 20, uh, uh, number two, Fred Minnick. Very, they're, they're very happy to note you on this. Yeah. It's, uh, that was a, if you want something bright, different, fruity, uh, this, is, this is the rye that can change your mind. And this has changed my mind about rye. This is a great rye. 
Barrel Seagrass. Um, what's he? I don't know what the official name is. Barrel Seagrass Rye Whiskey Finished in Apricot yeah. Barrels. Wow. Yeah, it's basically so it's basically barrel seagrass. Seagrass is the is the term. You know, obviously seagrass. That's what they associated with it. And it's made. They've got this. Uh, they've even got a little Easter egg. They got they got each little uh, little release bottling like numbered like right there, which mm. you know hard to find. Got to have yeah. a magnifying glass for that, but. You know, Charge, great having you on, man. Always a pleasure. You're the best. Thank this you is, so this... much for absolutely specifically D. Glass D, hey, and I'll make sure you get a bottle of that. I'll uh, have a, have something sent to you. But, oh, you know, I, I've got a – this is my first time ever doing, like, what you do every day in radio, which is, like, press play and have all these things go. When when we wrap up here, I have to pr- press the the ending button for this because I'm live taping this. So if you all at home listening to this on your earbuds don't find this to be the normal production quality, you can blame me uh, because uh, <laughs> it's my fault. But Paul, uh, you uh, you can be found at guillotineleagues.com. Where else can people yep. find you? Uh, at Paul Charchian on Twitter, the Fantasy Football Weekly Podcast. For those of you that have already already in a guillotine league, you want to find a podcast specific to that, the Chop Podcast. Oh, I like that. The yeah. Chop Podcast? Chop. You know what it's like because you've been chopped, Fred. I've been chopped uh, two. Three okay, times? Three, yeah, yeah, three times. Something I've been chopped like, three times. Three times, yeah. three times? Yeah. I made it, I made yeah. it to like the sixth week last year, I think. <laughs> all, all the way to six. Yeah, and we're then, gonna get. I, I, here's here's where I went wrong. I didn't bid enough money on Cup. You know. Oh, Cooper Cup hit the waiver wire. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't put enough money on now. him. Yeah, knowing what we know now, <sighs> See, that's the bad part. You you want to save money for later in the season, but if you don't spend it, you might not make it to the end of the season. That's the tricky part, isn't it? And then it? you yeah. see like, and then you see where everyone like puts their money. Yeah. And like, you know, like Mr. X, you know, the gambling guy, right? The yeah. he's like putting a dollar on everybody. You know, just like yes. letting it just kind of fly, hoping to get someone. And you know, there's like uh I think uh, Jeff put like 400 on on somebody and got him. And it was just like I put 20 bucks on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the money right. you can't take the money to the grave that's the tricky part right but you need it later mm-hmm. yeah all right best of luck in your guillotine league fred this was so much fun you my friend are the best and i rave this is the last of the d the barrel uh, uh seagrass right all here right. right this is it to well, you my may, friend may your may your cup be uh replenished soon cheers my friend You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, and by Heaven Hill Brands. For more information about Fred's books, articles, podcasts, and more, just go to fredminnick.com. I am not a joining All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. 
Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch for... 